Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Oh, just FYI, I still get videos. So if you guys ever want to look at all the videos I get. Tricky Rick Spielman. What's up, everyone? It's uh, Vikings Ventline with uh, Declan Goff here. We're going to we'll have a little fun. We're going to do a little Ventline session here. We're going to have three guys come in, and we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to give some draft grades. We're going to talk some uh, favorite picks. And this is going to be a little bit of a different style Ventline show than we typically do on Sundays. So in the past, for the, for the better part of the last few months, I usually just have three guests on. We all go around and make takes, and, and that's kind of the show. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit here today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have these three guys, Ingo, David, and Travis, hop on here. We're going to do like the normal vent line we do with me on Sundays. But afterwards, I'm going to open up the invites. And if you guys want to come on and give some takes with me for like the next 50 minutes or so, absolutely bring them on. So if you want to get in on the show in about a half hour, by all means, send me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're going to see how much I can really uh, pilot this ship all by myself. Uh, and we're going to see if we can uh, bring on some more Vikings fans to uh, give some takes. So if you have takes on this draft, by all means, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll get you in queue and we'll pop you on the screen here in about 20 minutes or so after our three dudes uh, give us some Vikings takes. Uh, by the way, a big thank you to everyone over the last weekend. We had a ton of fun, Mackie and Judd and myself. Um, we set some new records this weekend because of you guys, the Vikings fans, with our subscribers and with our views. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you're watching this for the first time, though, and or for whatever reason, if you've been watching you haven't subscribed, hit that like and that subscribe button right now. You will get daily Vikings entertainment even throughout the offseason. We got some fun stuff planned up this week. We're going to have some guests on. Um, we're going to be doing some other things down the road in the offseason as well, even though we're entering a period in the NFL where after the draft, things do slow down a little bit for a training camp. We are st- we'll still be here for seven days a week uh, giving you guys Vikings content, so hit that subscribe button. Also, our second YouTube channel, that's Score North MN. Um, we have takes on the Timberwolves, the Wild. We'll also do other Vikings takes uh, on that channel as well, some Twins takes. We even do movie reviews. By all means, hit that subscribe button on Score North MN uh, if you also want that. So one more time, I'm just going to give this invite. If you want to get on a Vikings vent line later this, after, uh, later this evening, Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and I'll put you in the queue. But without further ado, let's bring on our three guests. We got Ingo, we got David, and we got Travis. Travis, what's up, dude? I, I know um, I didn't get, talk to you pre-show like I did with these two dudes. And I, I, I hope, I hope just you're, uh, maybe you're a little bit, are you still fired up from the other night? Or are, are, have you calmed down a little bit? Where, where's your mind tracking here as I put you on the spot? Uh, better, 
better. It's a heck of a lot better. Um, Good. You know, because you know everybody likes to twist my words around with how I am. You know, and I, what I am is just passionate about what I want. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I know you got to have it one way or the other, but you know you got to try to take it both ways as best as you can. You know. Dude, I loved I, it. I'm I, happy. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you very much for bringing on the takes and thanks for coming on the show with uh, with us today. So, so here's what we're gonna do, Travis. We're gonna um, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna pop those questions on the screen here. Uh, we have three questions. What grade would you give the Vikings draft? Who was your favorite pick? And would you have traded up for Justin Fields? I think I know your answer on that last one. But at the same time, uh, we're each all three of us are gonna go around and make our turn on each of those takes. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, we might bring on some other Vikings fans as well uh, to talk about this draft. So we got Ingo, David, and Travis are in the house here on Vikings Vent Line. So let's start with this first question. I'll start with my guy Ingo here is all the way staying up in Australia. It's late. It's like two thirty in the morning. Where you're at right now, my man, it is super late, and he has stayed up for the dedication of Vikings Bentline. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I stay up for 2.30, but for much other reasons that I can't get into on the show. <laughs> so uh, so I'm not going to go down that path. But Ingo, my man, what grade would you give this Vikings draft now that it is complete? It's kind of hard to say right now because none of the players have mm-hmm. played. So, But I might still be having some purple glasses on. I would go with the... B plus to an A minus because just because of the trade back from the first round, that was great. Just picking up uh, Derisaw and the extra two third round pick was awesome. And and then day two, I think, was pretty nice. And on day three, I'm, I'm not sure about most of the players, but I'm just a fan, so <laughs> I can't say that much. Well, I'm glad. I, mean, I hear you on that too, dude. Um, you know, I know a lot of these NFL draft people get so, so into NFL draft season, and that's why I even say like draft season never sleeps. I know there's going to be mocks tomorrow, I'm sure, on ESPN and NFL.com already projecting the 2022 NFL draft. It's absolutely hilarious. Mock draft season doesn't sleep, but hey, you know what? I, I know what you mean. I know it's an incomplete. You, you, you can't judge it until we see them on the field. And to be honest, you really can't put a, a significant grade on any draft class to like what, probably two to three years in before you know it. But you know, it's a fun topic. It's it's a fun thing to see. They got their offensive linemen. They took a quarterback, which was obviously super, which was super fun. And they filled out some other depth position as well. Um, yeah, I, the purple Kool-Aid glasses can all be on by all means. So um, I don't fault you there at all. Dave, what do you think though, man? After you've seen these 11 picks that have come through, uh, what grade would you give the Vikings so far? Um, I have it as a B minus. Um, Maybe it's be me being a little harsh, but in my world, draft A draft grades after the draft also exists. So um, I love the move back. Uh, picking up Darisol and move back was fantastic. Would have liked a second round pick to maybe see if we can sneak in a different second level round player. Um, although I did predict the trade back before Randy and Cottage Grove. So <laughs> Randy, I know you're watching. You're a phony. I called it before you. You're a phony. Um <laughs> The, the trade back is fine. Day two, um, I like Mond. He was the only other quarterback I really had interest in uh, as far as the other guys um, that were in that middle tier. Um, however, uh, there's two picks I kind of just really did not like. Um, the the Surratt pick, the linebacker, um, not crazy about it. You know, I, I appreciate the fact that he was a quarterback at North Carolina got his wrist hurt, said, hey, coach, I still want to play. What can I do? Move him to linebacker. 
the problem is he is very basic with his reads. And in an NFL where you're going to get a ton of motion and a ton of linemen moving all kinds of directions, somebody still learning to read the position in the third round, not somebody I would have wanted. I would have preferred a Baron Browning who was taken near the end of the round by, I believe, the Broncos. Or uh, a guy who even fell to the fourth round went to the Dallas Cowboys, a Jabril Cox, who played two years at NDSU, transferred, played a year at LSU, has a high motor, a little undersized, but was touted as perhaps the best coverage linebacker in this draft. And in an NFL where we're going more and more spread, and our linebackers have to be able to uh, excuse me, direct and see, co- see routes in their zones, we need a better coverage guy there. And then, again, I'm not going to – I'm going to butcher the last name. Nwongu, the running back who's this splashy kick returner. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion, the kick return is almost dead in the NFL. We've killed the rules on it so badly. I almost wanted a receiver who had punt return skills. Later in the round, Tampa Bay took a receiver out of North Texas, a Jalian Darden, I believe it is. Um, over his four-year career at North Texas, he had 35 punt returns for 310 yards and one touchdown. Um, the Nwangu guy we picked never returned a punt in his college career. I would lean more towards the receiver who then has upside as the number three guy who so we have no BB or BC Johnson. I'd rather have the receiver with the upside who can also do punt returns than draft a running back who's going to get buried on the depth chart simply because he can return kicks, which are maybe a moot point. Yeah, I, I think the that pick was a little strange, and kick returns are, yeah, basically obsolete at this point. Un- unless, and I really like Alex Madison too, like unless there's another move where they were like dangling Alex Madison, I was just baffled by it because he's going to be r- running back three. So he's taking Mike Boone's spot. So basically, like I'm not trying to say you drafted the equivalent of Mike Boone with the 119th pick, but that is essentially what you did. You like, you, you, you essentially drafted a third round, a third running back with maybe some special teams upside. And if he can return punts and the, and the Vikings were terrible on special teams punt wise last year, Okay, maybe there's some value there, but I think you would you'd be much better off, I don't know, taking a more skill position player or taking one of those cornerbacks or taking another defensive end. I know they were able to do that as the draft wore on, but yeah, I think that was definitely a reach to me. I I, I kind of agree too. We all know how we feel, I think, about the, the first top two picks, but I think that one, a lot of people are kind of search, uh, scratching their heads just like, oh, it kind of seems like a strange spot at uh, pick 119. Travis, what do you think, though, man? Um, as you've seen these picks have flying by, there's 11 picks that, have, that were made by the Vikings. What grade uh, would you give the Vikings draft? Uh, for me, I mean, the way it started, um, I mean, I'm going to just go off and say that I, I wanted them to trade up to try to get Justin Fields. Uh, I wanted, like, he was either Lance or Fields. That, those, mm-hmm. those are one of the two quarterbacks that I wanted to try to get. And when, when I saw the Bears tr- trade all the way up to get them and the Vikings ended up trading back, I just was, I was, I, I mean, I was I right? I was I wasn't happy, and and, and the way, not realizing the fact that um, you know Darius was still on the board because I was just kind of in my own mindset of what everything that was going on, and then you end up getting Darius and I'm like, all right, well, I'm content with that pick because obviously you need to solidify the left side of that line because you don't have anyone at left tackle, so you get Darius and then you go into day two, and I'm thinking to myself, well, Vikings or, or Rick Spielman's got to trade up. He's got four third round picks. He's Gotta trade up, and with how many trades were flying by in that second round, I'm like, why is Rick Spielman not making a trade? So, 
you get to the third round, then then I see Kellen, or, uh, Kyle Trask end up getting taken by uh, Tampa Bay, and I'm like, okay, well, that's one quarterback that I didn't want. So I'm hoping and praying, all right, well, Kellen Mond, fine. And we got him. And that's the guy that I'm not going to go out and say that, oh, yeah, he's going to be the one that can take this organization to another. I can't say that until, obviously, I see what's going to go on, you know, in a year or two. But we needed a quarterback. Simple as that. Who was going to be the backup quarterback? I don't want it to be Sean Mannion again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple as that. I mean, <laughs> Kirk Cousins ends up, ends up getting injured with how great he has been with how durable he's been. If he gets injured, Sean Mannion's a quarterback, season's over. Yep. You know, yep. and, and you just can't have that. Um, I, I love the Wyatt Davis pick. Um, getting Jalen Twyman, I think, on the sixth round or something like that. Like, that, I think that could possibly be a steal, especially with how we do get defensive linemen in the past uh, that do turn out to be steals. You know, I mean, I know Kevin Williams was taking them in the first round, but nobody wanted Kevin Williams. I mean, I saw the pick uh, whatever year it was, 2003, and I'm like, well, that's not exciting. Well, he turned out to be one of the best defensive tackles for the Vikings in history, yeah. you know, yeah. and I can't, you know, I can't, Go past that. I think I'm not. I'm not an expert. I want to. I want to give the Vikings a B plus. But of course, like you know, the two of you guys ended up saying, all of us are saying, we don't know until we know. We don't know until everyone goes out on the field and how they play and you know see what happens. Because that is, it's almost it's literally unfair to think of it that way. And you got to hope that no injuries occur or anything because. Just kind of think, like as a Vikings fan or just a Minnesota sports fan in general, you gotta hope that no injuries occur because I swear we're just like it just we get to that point where we get too excited and then you gotta think of the what ifs because as Minnesota sports fans you have to think that way. Unfortunately, it's just how it is, you know. And I'm 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 very pleased with what we have. I think we can go in to next year saying that we have a better offensive line. I think we can go into next year saying that our defense is going to be a heck of a lot better, especially with what Rick Steelman did during the free agency to cater to Mike Zimmer and what he wanted. So now I think the all on Mike Zimmer. You know, Rick Steelman did what he had to do, especially through free agency and the draft, and now everything is on Mike Zimmer. And let alone Kirk Cousins. Yep. Kirk Cousins now has an offensive line to work around. You got Dalvin Cook, you got Irv Smith, you have Tyler Conklin, who actually played really well at the end of the season last year, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Like, there's no way you can't go into next year thinking that the Vikings should not just be a playoff team, but should also be a perennial Super Bowl contender. And yeah. That's just my yeah. opinion. Well, I, I hope it happens. I want it to happen. But does Mike Zimmer, it, it, everything just falls on Mike Zimmer. And his conservative mindset and how he wants things ran. And by that, I'm talking about the offense. Yeah, I'm just going to put that there and then. I like it, man. No, no, you're good. I don't think you're, it's not even uh, getting, it's not even uh, being upset or or getting worked up over. I think I I agree. I think. um... It's just a simple conversation started because now literally like you got like what Phil and Judd and you, the three of you guys said. Rick Spielman is safe. Yep. If he didn't take a quarterback in the draft, Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer would definitely be on the hottest of hot seats. Yes. Now Rick Spielman is safe in terms of taking because he took that because he took the quarterback. Yep. Now 
everything falls on Mike Zimmer. Rick Spielman has basically said, you know what? Got some of the defensive players that you wanted in free agency. I got you a little bit of help in the draft, maybe a little bit of depth, but I got you what you needed. Now it's on you to go and do what you do best and coach defense. But that it's the offense that scares me. The, the, the offense is what scares me in terms of Mike Zimmer, conservative mindset. Like, you're down by 14 points in, with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, now we just took five minutes off the clock. And your yeah. defense just gave up 38 points. Now we're only down by seven, but we now you got to get a stop. I, I think the, the the motto of of what Mackie and Judd and I were saying after uh, yesterday was it's no more excuses. I think that's the exactly. safe that's it's the safe motto. It's no more excuses exactly. because um, you basically signed up to get all these defensive guys from Mike Zimmer. You now you yeah. took your offensive tackle for the future. You got a quarterback in the future who's mostly going to be a project. So yeah, it's it's going to be no more excuses. And if my God, if Aaron Rodgers is leaving. Uh, Green Bay, then the Minnesota Vikings, I think, automatically become the favorites in the, in the NFC North. So, yeah, I think no more excuses. It's, it, it, it's definitely a safe spot for Spielman to be in. I think he did a very good job. And, yeah, I think Mike Zimmer, too, um, definitely will have some pressure on him and going Kirk, into this and season. Kirk Cousins. And Kirk. Kirk Cousins has no more excuses either. That's right. You know, especially with how the offensive line should play, hopefully play, you know, the way we want it to play, the way we think it can you know, being able to run block, being able to pass block, being able to give Kirk Cousins more than four seconds in the pocket, you know, things like that, because we should have an off. I mean, I know we had an offense that was what top, what top 10, top five, whatever, but obviously it wasn't good enough to get you to the playoffs. I know the defense is young, but you know, sometimes there, there are teams in the playoffs that have bad defenses that have great offenses that still are able to win a game here and there. Yeah. just, you know, it's Let's uh, we'll we'll transition to this uh to the second pick. We'll go back to the NFL draft here a little bit, I, you know. And I want to know everyone's favorite pick here because I I think obviously Kellen Mond might be the favorite, but there's also guys that show up on day three. And and even though Christian Derisaw isn't a sexy pick because he's an offensive lineman, you can still say it's your favorite pick too. There's a lot of different options they went um in this draft. So Ingo, I'll start with you. Uh, who was your favorite pick of the 2021 draft class? I have to go with Wyatt Davis. I can't take Dakota Dozier anymore. <laughs> like you guys always say on the show, he might be a great person, but I don't want him as a Viking star anymore. So I think that was a great pickup. Yes, especially that late. And yeah, Wyatt Davis um, as a guard, a basically plug-and-play guard right away. I know you're basically – you found two starters – as rookies on the offensive line going into the 2021 season. And I know that's a tall task, but my God, what they had last year, I already know Wyatt Davis is going to be um, a significant upgrade. And, and, and interior guards, you know, that's why I didn't want them to really take Elijah Vera Tucker. And I'm really glad he went at 14 to the Jets because he projects as someone who's more of a guard. And, and taking a 14th draft capital, using that as a guard, I think is a big waste and a big reach of a pick. Um, so the fact that Vikings were able to get a fortified tackle, like Christian Derrissaw is a tackle. I think that's very, very clear. You have Ezra Cleveland, who was who played a lot of tackle in college and was drafted to be a tackle, played guard, um, you know, and he probably, that's where he'll be. He'll probably be also the starting left guard for the Vikings next year. But yeah, Wyatt Davis, that was a great one. Um, it, it really is. He was one of the best guards in all of football last year. I think you're, you, you're no longer trying, you're trying to get out of this zone blocking scheme. And I was okay with that idea because you had smaller offensive linemen and you were trying to run the ball and you were trying to establish play action. Um, but you needed big guys. You're getting bullied by the Packers and the Lions and the Bears 
twice a year, and you needed a better offensive line, so you got two big boys there uh, to help things out. David, what about you, man? Who was uh, your favorite pick of this draft class? So I'm a little partial to very smart defensive backs. Um, somebody in the YouTube comments when I was on Write That Down said I sounded like Mike Zimmer for a second. Not sure why that was a thing, but um, Cam Bynum out of Cal. Um, yes, he's a safety, not a corner. He will play safety. Um, somebody just somebody who can be just as smart as Harry the Hitman next to him and allow those two safeties to free flow and play whatever Zimmer wants to play and help dial up all kinds of blitzes and coverages. It's just going to help this defense tremendously. The biggest thing we had an issue with last year was we had to play so much cover two to try to, to protect these young corners and Harry Hitman and Harris could not be the same safeties they were when we were being able to dial up all the exotic blitzes that Zimmer has. If we can get a, you know, maybe it's Woods. I think Bynum comes over and he might take that job day one and be the running mate next to Harry, the, Harry the Hitman that will take this defense back up to that top 10 level and help Zimmer have more fun. Call all the crazy blitzes. Send Anthony Barr through the A-gap and break whoever's collarbone we need to again. <laughs> I love Did it. I say it out loud? No. I, you, <laughs> I, I love that. He walked into a bar is what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, I, I like the Cameron Bynum pick, too. I know when we were trying to project if they were going to trade up to the second round when they didn't have uh, the, the second round pick, Judd even kicked out. I wonder if it's a safety. That's another, just like guard, that's another position I don't want to be spending big draft capital on. And I know Harrison Smith was taken as a first-round pick. You can make a case that Harrison Smith is, is possibly an Hall NFL of Hall of Famer. First-round right? pick should be Hall of Famers if you yeah. take him. Absolutely, and he's a, he's a Ring of Honor guy. He's one of the he's probably is the best safety in Vikings. Uh, we're up there with Krause. I probably shouldn't say that too quickly. I'm showing yeah. my age there a little bit. <laughs> but uh, he has a Canton resume. He absolutely does. I don't know if he'll get in, but he has a, he has a resume to possibly get into Canton. Um, and I didn't want the Vikings to waste a significant pick at safety. And the fact you got by him at pick 125 in the fourth round. And if you're just saying, hey, we're not gonna we're not even gonna mess with this. If he comes in as a defensive back, but then we see him as the training camp figures out, we move him to safety. Like, no, no, no. Just make him safety. And and if that's where he fits in, that's where he fits in. If Xavier Woods, who they got um, from the Dallas Cowboys too, from free agency, who spent a good amount of time there, I mean, he'll probably be the starter, as in Bynum might be sitting or might be playing in only certain situations. Regardless, though, um, it's a, I think it was a very, very good pick too. Travis, what about you, man? Um, who was your favorite pick from the Vikings draft class? I'm going to go Kellen Mond because just Shocker. because of the fact that it's a quarterback. <laughs> I mean – I'm, I can go in how I want to go about it. Like, I know that in terms of uh, the Vikings drafting a quarterback is very, very rare. You know, we can go back to obviously Christian Ponder and you can go to like John David Booty and then you can go back to Tavares Jackson and all that. Like, those are quarterbacks out of the quarterbacks that, you know, there that you have to say to yourself that you have to, that you can look forward to Christian Ponder, Tavares Jackson. Well, how did those two quarterbacks pan out? Obviously not too well. Now you can go into Kellen Mond. You can, you go to Kellen Mond and you're like, well, all right, now I know that he's going to have it. He's going to be able to learn behind Kirk Cousins. This is Kirk's job for this year. Now, how is it going to go into the, you know, the next year? How, you know, what? you don't know, but you get a look. It's something you can look forward to. You can talk about it. You know, the possibility of a potential future quarterback or your team, you know, 
that's that's what I wanted, you know. Like if it was gonna, like I said, Justin Fields was a hope, uh, was me hoping to, to, to get. But now we got another quarterback that I wanted, that I was very intrigued about from like the beginning of April all the way up until the you know Friday night of the draft. And I'm I'm excited about it. I don't know what we're gonna get out of it, but I my hope is that it it turns out to be a better situation for Kellen Mond than what we as Vikings fans have seen with the Tavares Jackson or Christian Ponder. And I'm just, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just excited about what the potential possibilities. Yep. I think Kellen Mond at Texas A&M was an absolute baller. He played very well against Alabama and he's a project quarterback. I think that's, I think that maybe is the misconception and sometimes fans are going to be, and a lot of people are going to be ready to jump the gun. Like, Oh, you're, you're, you're just wanting him to start right away. Like, no, the best case scenario is for the 2021 is Kellen Mond doesn't touch the field. The Vikings are, you know, 13 and four. Uh, Kirk Cousins is leading the team to an NFC championship game. Like that's, that's the ideal route. It's not Kellen Mond stepping in week five because Kirk was playing bad or was injured. And now he has to be, thrown into a, a firing situation a fiery situation um no you want him to sit you want him to learn and and from what everyone says with scouts wise and, and after the pick like yeah he is a project this is not a guy who's going to be able to start week one this isn't justin fields it's not zach wilson or trevor lawrence obviously it's going to be someone that's going to have to take some time here to develop and i'm curious to see how kirk uh, has a good relationship with him it, 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 i i didn't want um as you guys said as a lot of us have said before you know, if Sean Mannion has to take things over, the season's already off the rails, right? Yeah. At the same time, you need someone capable. So I either want a rookie or I want someone, i.e. a Case Keenum, who can step in as a backup and and at least not completely steer the ship um, off offshore. So I, I think with Kellen Mond coming in here and and getting to sit behind Kirk, and he's an athletic freak. I'm I'm excited to watch him. It's going to be fun to see what he does, and it puts just a little bit of pressure and also gives the Vikings a situation where they can now plan for life after Kirk Cousins. You're not just going into the next offseason with the same plan. I really like the pick for uh, for Kellen Mond. Uh, and I, but, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I say that, and I forgot about Teddy Bridgewater, too. Mm-hmm. The hope is that we don't have a situation where we, you know, you have Matt Castle get injured the second game of the season, and then Teddy Bridgewater comes in. Although he did well, you right. know, Eight years down the road, we would probably be saying, oh, well, hopefully Teddy Bridgewater would still be our starting quarterback. And yet, unfortunately, he's, you know, going from one team to another. But, you know, that hopefully we can have a quarterback that doesn't be in a situation where Kirk Cousins gets injured, Kellamon comes in, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, it's, it's just the fact that, you know, hopefully something good about this, something good can happen. Going yeah. Forward with all this. I also think, too, with Teddy, Teddy was – Pretty close to being NFL ready right away. Where Kellen Mond, yeah, you know he's a project. Um, by the way, Vikings event line rolling on right now. I see a couple invites popping in um, for, for for future events after this uh, wraps here in a little bit. We we do have a hard out in about a thirty minutes. At the same time, we're going to go with one more question here at these three guys, and then yes, I will bring uh, other Vikings fans on the screen here uh, with me to give some takes on the draft class and whatnot. So if you want to get on the show, shoot me an email, Vikings at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll squeeze in as many as I can here in the next uh, 30 minutes. Uh, Last question. Ingo, I'm going to start with you. You know, Justin Fields went to the Chicago Bears and they traded up to get him. They just gave up one future first-round pick. I know they swapped picks this year, but they only gave up one future first-round pick to move up and do it. Um, Hindsight, looking back on it now, is that a move you would have done if you were running the Vikings? Um, Probably not. I I think the need of uh, left tackle and 
whole offensive line was just so big that it would have been really bad for this year. But as we always say, we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. seeing that, maybe having a bad year without a whole line would have been good. But I wouldn't do it. I think the situation with Kellen Mond is really good because Justin Fields would have put way more pressure on Kirk than Mond. So I think he nailed it, like yeah. not moving up. The worst part is that the Bears got him. Like, yeah. He could have gone to Washington or, <laughs> yeah. or something like yeah. that. But, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think that added to it too. I think that's where... Um, the fact if he would have went to the AFC or if he, yeah, he goes to Washington, um, I don't think we're as salty about it. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson uh, reported to, yeah, it, it, it was the same price. It would have cost a future first round pick next year if the Vikings wanted to move up. Their camp loved him. They were hoping he was going to fall. He was three picks away. Uh, but at the same time, they didn't want to mortgage that future first-round pick to move up the four spots. Chicago swoops in. And you know what? Uh, you know Chicago has taken a lot of misses on quarterbacks. Maybe this is their guy. At the same time, their evaluators in, in Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are not two guys I really trust running a football team. So if they think at, if, if they think that this is their guy, well, your track record doesn't really speak too well when it comes to moving up for quarterbacks when you took Mitch Trubisky and you signed Nick Foles. Um, so let's take that also, I think, and, and, and make sure that we know that who traded up for him was two guys who were pretty incompetent. That being said, I still think Fields um, is going to have a hell of a career, and it'll be fun. Uh, if, if these games of Chicago are going to be a blast, I'm all about it. Uh, Dave, what are you about you, man? Would, would you have done that trade? Would you have given up a future first-round pick to move up to get Justin Fields? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to say no, but for maybe a little bit different reason than you necessarily think. Taking a quarterback high in round one means one of two things. You're either bad enough that you're high enough in the draft and have enough draft capital holy then uh, probably then surround that quarterback with talent and pieces around him, a la Jacksonville and the Jets, who I thought actually did a really good job in this draft, um, or you're trading up because you are a quarterback away. Unfortunately, to Travis's point, this team is stuck with Cousins and not in a spot where the roster is good enough to trade up for the next quarterback to potentially put you over the Super Bowl top. I, in this situation, I preferred doing what we did and gathering the potential pieces around because, like we brought up, the excuses are out on Kirk Cousins. This year, I'm already on record, if we miss the playoffs – he will be out by next year's draft. We will find a way to send him on his way, and we will figure out the next quarterback after that. Because the roster after that, we might have to eat some dead money, but this roster is still loaded enough where we might be able to move up in round one next year and take somebody, maybe a Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma if he pans out, or somebody else who, who knows, flies up the draft boards. We take the high round QB next year. This year was a year too early. I like that. I, I I think that's a pretty good point too. It is a year too early, and um, yeah, Fields. If he would be sitting behind Kirk, then then you don't you, you then you don't have a tackle. You don't have your offensive line in order. I completely understand the logic there. I think it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, you bring up a good point that I don't think a lot of us other people talk about the fact that 
it's a year too early to take that big of a jump and that big of a leap to get the quarterback. And the safer route and probably the more accurate route was to draft someone like Kellen Mond um, in the second round or in the third round, excuse me, and let him just sit behind Kirk and let him uh, figure it out from there. I, I, Travis, am I, am I am I assuming that you would obviously have done the pick? Would you have moved up to get Justin Fields or as your uh, cha- yeah, if you had a change of heart in the last few days? Uh, right now, yes, change of heart. No, I wouldn't. But yeah. Thursday night. And you also have to look at it this way. With how long Rick, Rick Spielman has been with this organization, it does kind of surprise me that he couldn't, that he himself could make that move. Whether it was to pick seven, whether it was to pick 11. Like, and you then you have Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, who are on the hottest of seats, have the guts to move up nine spots to get Justin Fields. Now, obviously, we don't know how Justin Fields is going to, how he's going to fare. He could be a really great quarterback, or he could be another bust. You don't know. But I think Justin Fields could certainly be a good quarterback, especially with what he could potentially have around him. I think he could have a good offensive line in Chicago with, with having David Montgomery as his running back. And then you got Allen Robinson. I mean, after that, I don't really know what else they, what the Bears have in terms of offense, but I think it's something that for themselves, I think it's something that they could be looking forward to, you know, whether it's not this year, but next year in terms of what they could have yeah. for Justin because Andy Dalton's only going to be there for one year. So after that, it's just it's his spot, to, you know, to, to grab. Um, no, I wouldn't now because of the fact that we have a tackle and, and we ended up still being able to get a quarterback and we were able to get what we needed for offensive line help, but, you know, the third round, fourth round, and all, you know, so on and so forth. I'm, I'm happy with where we're at now. I'm only just going to say this. I'm not, I hate that Rick Spielman keeps trading back every year, every draft. But this was the year where it made sense. Rather than taking 15 players and Mike Zimmer not playing any of them until, what, three games into the season, four games into the season, or them barely getting snaps. This year was probably the perfect year to be able to trade back, get exactly what you were going to be able to get, no matter what, with how everything panned out. Still get your quarterback, get depth. I, no, I would not have done it. Thursday night, before everything occurred, yes, I would have, because that's that I was hoping, and it was almost there. You know, it almost came to fruition. Um, even when the Bears made that trade, I knew what was going to happen, and I honestly, I lost my voice. That's yeah, <laughs> no, I love it, man. You Isn't brought the hot? passion. Yeah, and I love it. It was great. I think you did the right thing, man. It was fun. It was fun to see that you represent a lot of people from Vikings fans who feel the exact same way. So it wasn't just a you thing. It wasn't just uh, an isolated incident. You represent a lot of people's Vikings thoughts. So I really appreciate it, uh, dudes. I got a couple guys in queue here um, that I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to here. So I'm gonna pop you guys off the screen, but. I am going to give 60 seconds. I'll still give my, my title bet award out to, uh, to one of you three guys. David, I'm going to give you the award. I, my WWE title belt is somewhere over here. I'm obviously not going to reach over here to get it. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to make one last take and thank anyone or give one last Vikings take for 60 seconds. The floor is yours, my friend. All right. Well, I'm going to get a little, uh, we're going to go a little sentimental here. Um, part of what makes Vikings football for all of us fans is having those people around us enjoy the game with spend time with um this past tuesday was the birthday of my best friend peter peter died in december very unexpectedly nobody saw it coming um and it's been 
kind of crappy without him. Uh, point being here is do not take anybody for granted. Enjoy the time you got with them and always do as much as you can with your friends because you just never know how much time you got left. Hey, David, I love that, man. Sorry to hear about your friend, but also a beautiful tribute there. Um, I echo it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Take as much time as you can with your friends and family because you never know when things are going to come up. Um, but great Vikings takes today, my man. Appreciate you, Ron. Write that down the other day. Uh, Ingo and Travis hanging out in the background. Thank you dudes for coming on for Vikings Event Line. Um, we're going to continue the show here for the next 20 minutes or so. I have a few other guests in line, um, so I'm going to get to them here very briefly. Uh, but just to reset things. This is Vikings Vent Line. My name is Declan Goff. I usually am producing this show with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad, but I take it over on Sundays. This is my show, not Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad's show for Sunday nights. Um, if you want to get in on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line um, on Sundays, um, shoot, please shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and I'll have you on this longer form that we just did. We do the three questions. We go around. We give some Vikings takes. Shoot me an email. Get you on. Um, I'll still plan to be doing this show in the off season. So uh, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, if you want to come on uh, for some Vikings takes. All right, I'm going to get to some Vikings fans here. It looks like I'm going to kick things off with my guy, Justin. Um, Justin, I'm going to pop you on the screen here. Welcome to Vikings Ventline. What did you think of the draft, dude? What, what are your takes here? Well, honestly, I thought it was a fantastic draft for us. Uh, I think we got really lucky, though, when we traded back from 14 to 23 because I don't think they expected Christian Derrissaw to be there. I think we were kind of targeting Jalen Phillips or Quiddy Pay, and they actually went before that pick. So I think Derrissaw kind of falling in our lap at 23 was a, a gift, and we would gladly take it. And then getting 66 and 86 out of that deal and that turning into Kellen Mond and Wyatt Davis – which obviously I think is probably the most two popular picks in the entire draft. But Wyatt Davis is an absolute stud that if he didn't get hurt in the championship game, he would have been the number one guard over Elijah Vera Tucker. And he might have even gone, I think, above Rashawn Slater if he had a good pro day and was able to work out and do all he was able to do. Uh, He was an absolute stud there, and I love that pick. He's absolutely my favorite pick of the draft. Um, Day three, I was a little disappointed. i would not going to lie to you. I thought – we went for players that were more high character players instead of like high potential players. Um, that running back from Iowa State, I had to text my buddy. I'm like, "Who is this guy? I've never <laughs> even heard of him." And I, I like take pride in knowing almost every prospect. So that was a little head scratching. Um, Cameron Bynum, I think, will be okay, and then Robinson, I think, it will be okay as well. But they're all really high potential guys, and I don't know, like. I thought we could have gone after a couple of receivers, a third running back. Um, you know, I don't know who our third running back is going to be this year. Amir Abdullah, he might not even make the roster now that we have two kick return guys that can potentially replace him there. So there's a lot of stuff that I think was good about this draft, a lot of stuff that I think we could have done a little bit differently. But overall, I'd give us an A-, getting Derrissaw at 23, Wyatt Davis at 86, and then Kellen Mond, who I think is going to be our next quarterback for the franchise. Um, him sitting behind Kirk for at least one year, maybe two, and then you get two years on a rookie quarterback, build that roster around him, get some high-end players to go around him. And we have our offensive line that works out between Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill, Garrett Bradbury. We got young guys to build around him, Justin Jefferson. So I think we are very well set for the future. It's going to be interesting to see how this year goes, but I really think we set ourselves up nicely. 
Justin, good takes, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think to your first points about day three picks, yeah, it seems like they did kind of get cute. Um, it seems like they just got really a little bit cute there. Um, there's some potential there in Cameron Bynum who might be a starting safety. I really like Zach Davidson, the tight end, punter, long snapper, quarterback, coordinator. I don't know. He sounds like he can play like four different He's positions. He's just a dude, though. Like, he yeah. is just an absolute dude. But yeah. like, I've never heard of him, though, be coming into this draft. I'll, I'll right. Right, and I, I, I do think uh, it's a good thing to stockpile as many of these athletic tight ends. The dude caught like 20 touchdowns, and I know it was at the D2 level. Um, he probably still faces an uphill battle to make the 53, uh, but the day three picks are were a little questionable, but you hit you hit the home runs in Christian Derrissaw and Kellen Mond, um, Wyatt Davis too. I mean, you basically you found two starters for your offensive line on the draft. I know maybe some people would have said, well, you only took those are the only two linemen you take. I, taken, I would have liked to see more linemen get drafted for the Vikings. Um, I would rather just them get the two best guys available. You have Christian Derrissaw, who might be the third best tackle uh, in this draft, and then you get Wyatt Davis, who's a very good guard too. I think that's a pretty solid move. So um, I agree with you, man. Thanks for coming on Vikings Ventline, dude. I appreciate you, though. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Yeah, of course, Justin. That's Justin. Um, This is Vikings Ventline. We're going to keep rolling around with a couple more calls. If you want to get in uh, in the next 10 minutes or so, please shoot me an email. It's uh, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're going to bring on my guy, Lindy. Lindy, what's up, dude? Love the Vikings hat. What we got? What is that, a deer? We got a a buck in the background there? Jackalope. Jackalope. Wow. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, man. Good for you. Um, did did you get that down with your bare hands or something, or did you actually? Yeah, use I, I wrestled it. I yeah. wrestled it down, and uh, <laughs> yeah, now it's on the wall. Awesome, man. Hey, uh, what did you think of the Vikings draft? Uh, home run for you? Favorite pick? What did you What did you think of it after the eleven selections? Good. Yeah, Justin basically has my exact opinion about everything. I think um, the first pick worked out really well, but. As soon as we traded and I was like, wait, the Jets? Like, you, you figured we had leverage with trading that first pick because Mac Jones is on the board, right? So as soon as they come on and snipe Barrett Tucker, then it's like, okay, now there's going to be a run on O-lineman. Like, w- what are we doing here? So it worked out really well. So in hindsight, awesome trade, love it. But um, it felt too risky for the haul that we got back. Thought we should have gotten a second round pick. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I, I felt like it was a little bit of a roller coaster ride. I was excited about the pick, then I was disappointed when they traded, and I was pumped when Derisaw was still on the board, and then I uh, was expecting that second round trade up, never happened. And then, um, yeah, was pumped with, with Kellen Mond, was pumped with, uh, with uh, Wyatt Davis. Um, the linebacker, I was a little iffy on. Thought that might have been a little early, but uh, overall, pretty good. I think maybe B plus territory for the for the grade. Yeah, I think I think that's a safe one to assume. Um, you know, you, yeah, you, I don't think you can give a draft an A grade just because uh, at least the day after, right? You can't really do that. It's not fair. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they, they found their offensive linemen. They found two of them. They found a future quarterback in Kellen Mond, who's uh, going to be a fun guy to watch in the preseason and develop here. Uh, as time goes on, you found a succession plan to Kirk Cousins in that role. And yeah, I mean, the day three picks, yeah, they, you know, they're day three picks. Oh, a lot of them, a lot of, you know, a lot of might not materialize in much of NFL careers, but you know, you never know. Stefan Diggs was a fifth round pick. Daniel Hunter was a late round pick, mid round pick. It, it happens um, that yeah. one of these guys, it, odds are at least one of them probably turns into a pretty big uh, contributor to the 53 man roster. Lindy, my man, great takes, dude. Appreciate you. All and right, uh, thanks Thank for you. hanging out in Vikas Vent Line. Yeah.
Yeah, of course. Uh, appreciate my guy, Lindy, there. We're going to get to uh, loyal listener Ben in Florida here in just a bit to give his takes. Um, just resetting a little bit. This is Vikings Vent Line. I got probably time for one or two more people if you want to hop on uh, here before we say goodbye. This is Vikings Vent Line on Purple Daily's podcast feed and our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button um, if this is the first time you have discovered us. And if you're a loyal Vikings fan and you want to get in on a future Ventline episode, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. All right, let's bring my guy, Coach Ben, in here. Ben, what's up, dude? I know you've been on the last few days, but what are your thoughts now that the Vikings draft is complete? Um, I thought it was a really good draft. Um, I'd probably have to give it kind of like a B. Um, but I will say this about the draft. I think it's not so much as, you know, they were drafted for need. It's the types of players they drafted. The, a big left tackle, a guy who can pass block, a guard, a guy who can pass block. You know, and I, and I heard reports that Zimmer told, the, told Rick Spielman, I need guys like this on the offensive line. Um, and that's an important step, um, which tells me that they're definitely doing kind of a shift of philosophy. They're going to score more points on offense. And that is how you win in the league, win in this league in 2020, 2021. Um, so overall, I give it a B, probably B plus. Um, I didn't like some of the late round picks. Um, drafting a running back in the fourth round, didn't really see the need for that. Um, I do like the receiver out of Iowa. Pretty nice pick there. Um, but overall, it's a, I think it's a pretty solid draft. But I really liked how they really invested in the offense this year and last year. So and I think I, I think they're going to have one of the better offenses in the league next year, personally. And if yeah. Telemann turns out to be a starting quarter, turned out to be a pretty good starting quarterback, this draft will instantly get an A plus, yeah. regardless of everything else. Ben, what did you what did you think of Telemann getting drafted there? Did, did did you like it? Are you a fan of it? I I am a fan of it. You know, I I, I heard him a little bit at Texas A and M. I saw I watched some highlights of him. He definitely had. I I think he's in a perfect spot. You know, he's not. He's not going to be asking me to start her right away. But it's realistic to think that he could be a starter in 2022, particularly if they decide, you know what, Kurt, let's just move on. It's it's, it's time to move on. Um, but he does have a lot of athletic ability. He's fast, uh, has a strong arm. But I think some mechanic stuff can be worked out with him. But, again, that's that's all coachable. Give him a year to develop and then throw him out there and see what happens. Uh and then, are you okay? I know Phil Mackey had some ideas that putting two rookies on your offensive line, I mean, that's a big ask in Wyatt Davis and Christian Derrissaw. But do you have any trepidations, or was that line just so atrocious last year that you're ready for two new faces to step in and You know and what? I, I will say this. I think Christian Derrissaw can come in day one and give Riley Reef production, which is fine. And Wyatt Davis, he can, he can be, if he just, Average. He's an upgrade. If, yeah. if the offensive line is just average in 2017, nobody nobody talked about this. They had the 16th, 17th best line in the NFL. Average. They won 13 games. So again, the offensive line doesn't need to be elite. It just be average, right. and they can win. You know, it's especially with everything that's going on in Green Bay. All of a sudden, the division is oh wow, we could actually win the NFC North this year without much resistance. So, again, just offensive line, be average. And today, I thought they took a, a good step forward to being average. Yeah, man. Ben in Florida, thank you, dude. Appreciate you uh, coming on Vikings Event Line here. Appreciate you having me.
Yep, no problem. Um, I got time for one more guy here. I got David in queue. David, uh, I'll pop you on the screen here. I'll give you some Vikings vent line takes. You got about three couple, just a couple minutes here before I got to say goodbye. But what did you, you think of the Vikings vent line? You sent me a note and said you could go down and, and the nuts and bolts of all this draft class. What did you think of it? Oh, I got it perfect. Just okay. everything down to a T here. I, I got I to tell you, first of all, I never thought that Darisaw would be available at 23 after trading down. Leatherwood to the Raiders just amazes me. But you know, slick slick Rick does it. He he got it done this time and I think he I think everybody's kinda right. He definitely earned his his contract here. Um Um after that it's you know what I mean? It's like I, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this draft an A minus. I think it's definitely one of Rick's best. Um you know, there there's some questionable picks, but it's like it sounds like that running back, I'm not even gonna try to say his name, but it sounds like he's uh, got a high potential, sounds like our running back coach really liked him, was standing on the table form or whatever i think the returnability is great um i really love amir smith marset i think he's going to be great i think iowa didn't use him anywhere near to his potential so i think that's great uh jalen twyman falling to the sixth i I think our defensive line room is stocked for Mm -hmm. potentially years to come um you know what i mean and then kellen mond you know what i mean it's i think you guys on ventline are definitely uh you guys have definitely been talking about getting quarterback of the future and you know, you guys broke it down, the percent of a chance somebody's going to be a Hall of Famer in which rounds. You know, so now we finally, we're, we're doing it. Get that high third-round pick, Kellen Mond. You know, hopefully Sims is right about him, and, and he turns out. But we'll see. Nice, David. Hey, man, appreciate you bringing those Vikings takes and uh, supporting uh, Ventline and Purple Daily, dude. We'll talk soon, okay? Sounds good. Awesome, man. That was David uh, wrapping up our Vikings Ventline show this evening. For everyone joining uh, Vikings Ventline today, thank you. We had a bunch of guests that were able to pop in. If you want to get in on a future show, please shoot me an email, vikingsventline uh, at gmail.com, and I can uh, put you in the list to uh, come on a future Sunday show. Uh, If you haven't hit the subscribe button for us on this Purple Daily Podcast channel, um, we're going to be bringing you Vikings takes uh, coming up here over the next week. We're going to have some guests on. We'll be breaking down the draft class. The schedule release comes out in a couple, uh, in like 10 days here. We're going to break that down live when it happens. So football does not sleep. We all know that even though we're entering the offseason, the true offseason, what I like to call it in the NFL here in May, uh, we will be bringing you Vikings content seven days a week. Don't miss out on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, right here on Visual on YouTube, um, and we will be bringing it to you. Mackie and Judd, too, on our Score North MN channel. Please uh, like that one as well. We got some wi- the Wilder clinched the playoff spot. They finally won a game last night. We'll be breaking that down uh, this week. The Timberwolves are starting to play their best basketball of the season. And uh, the Twins, oh, my God, the Twins Bomba squad might be back. They scored double-digit runs again today. Alex Kirloff is an absolute monster. I'm going to make Phil Mackie and Judd Zogiad apologize to me for Mitch Garber tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Weekend Statements. This has been Vikings Event Line on Purple Daily.